يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات والله بما تعملون خبير بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فتدي um, is our first lesson in which we're going to be taking the kitab, kitab al-tawheed um, in every, every Sunday in this masjid insha'Allah at 5 o'clock um, before we start going into the book I want to make some introductory points about the masjid and also about the, the lesson insha'Allah um, the first point is that uh, for those people who came Friday it's, it's most of it repetition First of all, this, this message is not, not yet open for salawat, five daily prayers. It's just been recently renovated. Um, it's been uh, a madrasa for Quran for the past 20 years. Last month was 10 years, but apparently it's 20 years. But for the past year, they've been renovated, alhamdulillah. And so it's about to open, inshallah, very soon. So um, it's not open, but inshallah, we'll have our lessons here for um, Friday at 7 o'clock. In Matan Bishijah, for those people who already came, we, um, as a continuation for a lesson that we've been doing in Dar al Salam in North London and also in Masjid al Sunnah in North London. And so now we're going to continue that book, Matan al Ghayat al Taqrib, known as Matan Bishijah. And we carried on from Al Buyu' transactions. For people who haven't, wasn't attending before, then يعني, it's going to be a bit, a bit harder for you to follow, but it's still beneficial, inshallah, if you want to come back. Um, it's not necessarily يعني, the most beneficial thing for you, um, but it's still beneficial, inshallah ta'ala, um, if you haven't followed them before. Secondly is that um, our lesson, this this lesson on Sunday at 5 p.m., inshallah, is going to be in Kitab al-Tawheed. Uh, the way that we're going to be doing Kitab al-Tawheed is, inshallah, we're going to start from the beginning today. And the way that it's going to be explained is that if anyone, if most people are familiar, familiar Familiar with um, يعني, English, where you have like a, as they say, like a point evident explanation, P E E, right? If you guys got that in school, طيب. Um, the way it's going to be going, inshallah ta'ala, is that the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, he brings a topic as, as a topic, as a, as, a, as a bab, as a chapter. And so that topic is what he wants to explain. And then after that, he brings evidences to, uh, to يعني, give you a, basically brings evidence for that point that he just made. So he makes a point and then he gives you evidence and then inshallah ta'ala we're gonna be explaining it like that. Hopefully we're gonna be finishing the book. Um, no it will, it will take quite a long time probably inshallah it will probably take quite a long time. And it is sixty four chapters. The book is sixty four chapters. Some of them are long, some of them are short. But it is one of the most important things that a person can do. The author, rahimahullah, wrote the book at a young age. And he wrote this book in the topic of Tawheed al-Ibadah. Tawheed of worship. That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Why? Because he was at a time where people, they were worshipping graves and idols and other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find that even today. Where a person, he goes to a grave or he goes to a... يعني a, a shrine or somewhere like that 
and they ask that person for, for, for help other than Allah. Or they go to a tree and they seek assistance from that tree or a child from that tree. And so because of that he came in a time where this was uh, happening a lot in the Arabian Peninsula. In, in, in Arabia, I know today as places of uh, Kuwait and Dubai and Qatar and Saudi Arabia, those places, all of that, um, it was in the Arabian Peninsula. He came at that time and during that time when they were doing a lot of that shirk, he came and he wrote books like this and other than this uh, in order to explain to the people the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as ibadah. And this is the reason why Allah created the human beings. So, because of that, we're going to be going through this. It's one of the most important, no doubt, it is the most important topic that a person can learn. It is the most important topic that a person can learn. Allah says in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِ اعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَجِتَنِي بُطْطَاهُوتِ That we have sent to every single ummah, every single nation, a messenger. And the message of this messenger was, أَنِ اعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَاشِقْ اللَّهَ أَلَوْنِ وَجِتَنِي بُطْطَاهُوتِ And stay away from anything that is worshipped other than Allah. So because of that, the author he started the book by mentioning Tawheed. What is the, rea- the, the, actual, the, the, the reality of Tawheed? Then he mentions after that um, the things that are, uh, they, they negate Tawheed. The things that negate Tawheed. So he starts with the actual, the, the actual explanation of what Tawheed is. Then the things that negate Tawheed from major shirk. And then he goes down to minor shirk. And then he goes down to things that go against the essence of Tawheed. But they're not necessarily major shirk or minor shirk. But rather they are sins that go against the person's Tawheed. So these are three uh, points or that this book deal, deals with. And if you see here in the book, you find that the author, rahimahullah, never brings or hardly ever, very, very, very little, throughout uh, all of these 60 chapters, he never brings his own speech. He only brings the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sometimes he brings the speech of some of the salaf. And once or twice, I think, he brings the speech of... Uh, Later generation scholars like Ibn Qayyim, Ibn Kathir and others. And maybe like once or twice he, he says something as a, as a note himself. But generally it is all the Quran and the Sunnah and uh, according to the understanding of, of the Sahaba uh, in order to do Taqdeer of Tawheed, yani to make people understand at Tawheed. Um, so therefore, without, if there's, any, if there's anything that needs to be asked, we'll start the book. Uh, the, the books also. Um, the books that were, people were registered, if you registered, you will know that you will have got a book, inshallah ta'ala. If there's anyone who registered and didn't get a book, if there is, then next week we're going to order it. Because they, they, they only ordered uh, 40 from the brothers, and 40, I mean, 40 altogether for the brothers and sisters in English, and Arabic only 20. So I didn't know how many people were coming. Um, if any brothers who registered and didn't get it, are there anyone? Or anyone who's going to be consistent and come and didn't get the book and need the book? One, one, one. two, two, yeah? Did you register? Yes. You asked for a book? Yes. English? Yes. Uh, Arabic. Is it Arabic or less? It's Arabic, huh? You registered, yeah? Just go to the outside, the brother that did the event, he'll register your name. If your name is there, we'll get you. Yeah. Right, yeah? Come on, just tell him we'll get the book, inshallah. Go get him and get him now. Another brother, did you register? Where's the other one? Did you register? Yeah. You wanted the book? Yeah, you said you ran out of English. Finished. Hmm, okay, for one, yeah? So, yeah. Um, next week, inshallah, I'll try to get up to you. As for the sisters, then is there any sisters and just, there's an organizer, and just put your hand up and they will uh, count how many sisters need the book in English or Arabic. If you're ready to. 
or the, the sisters they have their, their books in their side. If there's any remaining, if there's no, no sisters that need the book, and there's any remaining English books, then just um, bring it over, inshallah. Because we need one, one English book. Oh, so there's no remaining books. I know one needs a book, yeah? I'm going to have to have Right? So what's the point that he's trying to make here, Kitab al-Tawheed? It is 
wujub tawheed the obligation right down. In this chapter, the author will, in this chapter, the author will prove the obligation of tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In it, he's going to prove the obligation that it is obligatory upon one of us to do tawheed, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Obligation of tawheed. What type of tawheed? Al-tawheed fil ibadah, in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do you say we mean tawheed in ibadah and not in al-asma al-sifat or al-rububiyyah? Why do you say tawheed fil ibadah? Is it because uh, even the mushrik in Quraysh, they affirmed Allah? Ahsan, Even the mushrikeen of Quraysh, they affirmed the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They affirmed that Allah is the one who created. So that's not what we're talking about here. Because the dispute between the Muslims and the non-Muslims isn't between if there is a creator or not, the majority of the non-Muslims. It's not that there is the dispute is there a creator or one who provides for us. No. The dispute, the dispute between the Prophet ﷺ and the Mushrikun was, is the creator, I mean, should we worship Allah alone? Worshiping Allah alone, that's the dispute. So therefore the author here, he establishes the obligation of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. That is the intended meaning behind this chapter. So he brings the evidences. He says, وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Meaning he says, and I have not created the human beings, the jinn and the humans, إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ except to worship me. So what we're going to do here? We're going to look. Where is the point of evidence that he's trying to, he's trying to explain? Where is the point of evidence here? On obligation of Tawheed. It is in two places in this ayah. Where is it? Who can say? Illa liyabudun. Only to worship me, huh? That's one of the ways. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I have only created the human beings to worship me. Therefore, it's obligation, obligatory to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And also, the other, the other way is the fact that Allah created you to do that. Therefore, tawheed is obligatory. I know this is the beginning is basic, but the more, yani, as they say, more yani, interesting, not interesting, but yani, more the thing is gonna you guys are really gonna pay attention to inshallah is gonna come a bit later on, maybe in the end of this lesson and maybe the next lesson. So this lesson is gonna be very very basic. So yani, we try to follow. We have not created the jinn and the human beings for anything other than worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because al-ibadah, whatever is mentioned in the Quran, it means a tawheed. Ibadah meaning worship. He says ibadah, he says worship. Whenever the word ibadah or worship is mentioned in the Quran, it means a tawheed. Is it hot? You guys hot? It is a tawheed. Worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Um, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he said, كُلُّ مَا وَرَدَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ مِنَ الْعِبَادَةِ فَمَعْنَاهُ التَّوْحِيدَ Everything that has been narrated in the Quran, that means ibadah, that says ibadah, whenever Allah says ibadah, like for example, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ اُعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ Worship your Lord alone. يعني وَحِّدُوهُ تَوْحِيدَ بَاللَّهِ يعني worship him alone. That's Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. That's a principle in the Quran, by the way. That whenever ibadah is mentioned, then it is mentioned by it is intended by Tawheed. With the the second evidence that he brings, look at it. He says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَجْتَنِبُوا الطَّاغُوتِ We have sent to every single nation a messenger, a rasoola. What was the message of this messenger? 
Ani'budullah, worship Allah alone, wajtanibu ta'awud, and stay away from anything that is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And this shows something that the biggest command that Allah gave to us is a tawheed because every single messenger was sent with it. Every single messenger was sent with tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ani'budullah, worship Allah alone, wajtanibu ta'awud, and stay away from a ta'awud. What is a ta'awud? A ta'awud is, stay away from ta'awud, a ta'awud is, write it down, kullu ma'ubida, anything that is worshipped, right? Min dunillah, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a ta'awud. So anyone that's worshipped besides Allah, then it's considered to be a ta'awud, according to the one who's worshipped, of course. Right? The one who's doing the worship, to him that person is a ta'awud, because he's worshipping him other than Allah. Uh, then he says with the third, the third evidence is وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهِ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Allah says in the Quran that we have commanded قَضَى رَبُّكَ Your Lord has decreed. In usul al-fiqh you find that the word قَضَى when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he decreed something وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهِ That you do not worship anyone except for him. That you do not worship anyone except for him. And so that's another evidence to show that it's Tawheed al-Ibadah. Ayah number 23 of Surah Al-Isra. Yeah. The fourth evidence is Allah says in the Quran, Surah Al-Nisa. Um, it is the ayah which is known as uh, Surah Al-Nisa, ayah number 36. Huh? It is known as the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran. It says, the 11 commands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in that ayah. And he starts it off with what? Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that shows that the tawheed of Allah is the first command of Allah, so it's been commanded. And number two, it also shows that it is not only the command of Allah, but it's the biggest and the highest command of Allah. How do we see that? We see it in two ways. Number one, is that we see that Allah mentioned the ayah at the beginning, the first thing He mentioned is Tawheed of Allah. That shows that it's the biggest command of Allah. The second way that we see it is that every other commandment and prohibition comes after Tawheed. Because the wow is wa'abudullah, wala all of them wa wa wa, it comes after at tawheed. If anyone learns in, in Arabic, in, in Nahu, in Arabic grammar, you learn that the wow is for what? Al at, right? At. And at means it is something that follows something else. And therefore, from this we understand that all of the commandments, they are following, they are followers of the, the original commandment of tawheed. All commandments in Islam are an offshoot of the commandment of الخامس, the fifth, the fifth evidence is, he says, Come to me. Say, oh, 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 it says, The first command is what? Do you not worship anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that shows that a shirk is the biggest uh, 
prohibition. The, 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 the biggest sin that has been prohibited. The sixth evidence is when Dariu said, this chapter is very long, so uh, bear with us. Hadith ibn, Ab- ibn Mas'ud. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he said, um, من أراد أن ينظر إلى وصية رسول sorry the, the, the sixth evidence is نعم ابن مسعود he said من أراد أن ينظر إلى وصية محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم فليقرأ uh, التي عليها خاتمه خاتمه فليقرأ قوله تعالى قل تعالوا أتل ما حرم ربكم عليكم إلى قوله وأن هذا صراط مستقيم فاتبعوه ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه he said, whoever wants to see the wasiyah, the will that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left behind, that has his seal on it, yani his stamp on it, فَلْيَقْرَأْ Then read the Qur'an. Read this ayah in the Qur'an. And notice here, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he never left a will behind when he was dying. He never left a will in terms of a written will, what should happen, how should be, all of that stuff, no. The will that he left behind was the Qur'an and the Sunnah. That's the will of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Ibn Mas'ud, when he said, you want to see what the Prophet sallallahu commanded us to do? Then read these ayat. قُلْ تَعَالَوْ مَا حَرَّمَ رَبُّكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ Come, I will recite upon you what Allah has made haram upon you. And the first thing he mentioned is, أَلَّا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ مِنْ إِمْلَاقٍ نَحْنُ نَرُزُقُكُمْ وَإِيَّاهُمْ And he mentioned the Lord's command. This is my path, which is mustaqim, which is straight, so follow it. The next evidence is Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu qala, Kuntu radif al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I was a radif. I was a, I was sitting on a donkey with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ala himal. On a donkey. Faqala li, he said, ya Mu'adh, oh Mu'adh. And Mu'adh ibn Jabal was from the scholars of the Sahaba. He was from the scholars of the companions of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it shows something that, it shows that the Prophet wasalam, would sometimes give knowledge to certain people and not to others. Why? Yani why would someone give knowledge to someone and not give it to another person? Not out of bad, not out of bad manners, not because of bad manners, but why? Exactly, because some people are more ready for it, more, more understanding. Yeah, and not everyone's able to get all the knowledge that you're able to give to them. Some, sometimes you're able to give someone some knowledge, and another person, if you said the same thing to him, he wouldn't understand it. He would understand it in the wrong way. So, so that's why you understand here that Mu'adh ibn Jabal was from the scholars of the companions of the Prophet. So the Prophet, he gave him some types of knowledge, or he taught him something that he didn't teach all of the companions. What is it? He said, Ya Mu'adh, O Mu'adh, أَتَدْرِي مَا حَقُّ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ Do you know what the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are upon the slaves? يعني, what right does Allah have upon us? What right does Allah have upon us? وَمَا حَقُّ الْعِبَادِ عَلَى اللَّهِ And what, what is the rights of the slaves upon Allah? يعني, what rights do we have upon Allah? قُلْتُ He said, Allah wa Rasuluhu a'lam. Allah and His Messenger knows this. قال, he said, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, حق الله على العباد, the right of Allah upon the slaves, أن يعبدوه ولا يشركوا به شيئا. That they worship him alone, and they do not associate any partners with him. وحق العباد على الله. طيب, if the, and what are, that's the rights of Allah upon the slaves, right? That we only worship Allah alone. What are our slaves, what are our rights upon Allah? He says, وَحَقُّ الْعِبَادِ عَلَى اللَّهِ 
that he will not punish anyone who doesn't do shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person doesn't do shirk, then know that he will enter into Jannah. And he will not be punished. So Mu'adi, who was shocked about this knowledge, قلت, he said, Ya Rasulullah, should I not tell the people about this? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, Do not tell them so they become lazy. Yeah, do not tell them right now, at this time. And I was Mu'adi, when he was dying, he said, if it wasn't for the fact that, that I was dying and I would be scared that I'm concealing some knowledge, I would never tell you this hadith. But because the Prophet ﷺ is some knowledge and I have to tell people, then he told the people when he was dying, after the Prophet ﷺ that passed away. Right? And so that shows the how huge and how important the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Right? This hadith was narrated in Al-Bukhari Muslim in Sahihain. <coughs> The next thing that we also, that's the end of that chapter, but there's another thing, another element of this book that I didn't mention. So we have the point, we have the evidence, right? There's the evidences. And then we have an explanation, which uh, the author even brings himself. But I'm going to explain to you some of the things that need to be explained as well. These are called the Masail of the book now. So after every single chapter, what does he do? He brings the Masail, the issues that are pertaining to that, that chapter that we spoke about. So we just spoke about that chapter, he's going to bring some uh, benefits from each evidence. Uh, for example, he said three masail. Al-Ula first al-hikmatu fi khalqi al-jinni wal-ins. And these masail we're going to go through quickly. Just going to translate. We don't, they don't need much explanation. And you have, um, actually, the, the English the English doesn't have it. I think the Arabic has it. The English doesn't have it though. Um, naam. So, we'll go through it quickly, inshallah ta'ala. Um, and you benefit from it. Al-Ula, the first benefit is al-hikmatu fi khalqi al-jinni wal-ins. The reason why the jinn and the human beings were created. Which is? To worship Allah alone. Second one is أن العبادة هي التوحيد لأن الخصومة فيه عبادة is توحيد because that is what the dispute between the prophets and the messengers and the people was in. And the people to explain to understand this more, when the prophets they were sent to their people, they weren't sent to people who did not believe in a creator. They were never sent to the people or hardly ever were they sent to the people who denied the creator. And the ones who denied the creator say that there is no creator. And the, the, the only reason why they would do so is our own arrogance. Right? So these people who the Prophet ﷺ was sent to, they acknowledged Allah as a creator. And they acknowledged the Prophet, uh, they acknowledged uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a creator and a provider. And they didn't think that these stones that they were worshipping other than Allah provided for them. And they didn't even believe that Jesus provides, or some of them do. Like in general, they didn't believe that the angels or the prophets they provided for them, no. They believe that it was only Allah who created. What's the evidence for that? Allah says in the Quran, If you ask them who created you, they're going to say Allah. The people, they're the mushrikun of Quraysh, right? A lot of people, they think that the mushrikun of Quraysh didn't believe in Allah. They didn't, they have no, they didn't know who Allah was. They were like atheists. Right? And even those who are claiming that they were God like Fir'aun, Allah says about Fir'aun, He denied a creator. وَاسْتَيْقَنَتْهَا أَنفُسُهُمْ ظُلْمًا وَعُلُوًا But their own selves, they knew that there was a creator. Their own selves, they knew. Inside their own selves, they knew there was a creator, right? And Musa said to Fir'aun, قَالَ لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ مَا أَنزَلَ هَؤُلَاءِ إِلَّا رَبُّ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ بَصَائِرَ وَإِنِّي لَأَظُنُكَ يَا فِرْعَوْنَ مَثْبُورًا He said, you know, you know that there was no one who sent down this book that I'm coming to you with except for Rabbul Samawati wal the Lord of the heavens and the earth. So Musa is telling Fir'aun that you know that, that, that what I'm coming to is coming with is true. 
But what was his problem? He was arrogant. He didn't want to accept it. He didn't want to lose his power. And that's the problem with a lot of people. So, the dispute between the prophets and the messengers and their people is there is that Islam on What's up, right? The dispute between the prophets and the people that they were sent with wasn't in Tawheed al Ibadah, in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Right? If you ask them, who sent down from the heavens uh, water? Who sent down the rain? Yani? They're going to say Allah. They're going to say Allah. Allah says that in the Quran. Another place in the Quran, Surah Yunus, who's Allah saying Surah Yunus? If you ask them who created the heavens and the earth, who created them, and who is the one who created the heavens, who subjugated the sun and the moon, and who makes the sun and the moon move, who will say Allah? So they acknowledge all of it. They ask them who provided for you, who gave it, they will say Allah. So why did they worship other than Allah? They would only worship other than Allah because they thought that these people that they're worshipping are closer to them than Allah, are closer to Allah than them. And they say that this one is closer to Allah than me, so I'm going to go through him to get to Allah, I can't go straight to the Allah. And they bring the, they bring the, 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 and even the mushrikeen of today, they say, can you go directly to, a, to, a, to the boss of the company? No, you have to go through his secretary, right? That's what the argument is today. And they're trying to compare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them, to the boss of the company, So they say we have to go, we have to, go to them. So they say, ما نعبدهم in the Quran, ما نعبدهم إلا ليقربونا إلى الله زلفا. We don't worship them except to bring us closer to Allah. That's what the Mushrikun of Quraysh said, right? So they believed in that. So the reason why they used to worship other than Allah was to get closer to Allah. So therefore, that is what the message of the messengers was. Was what? Leave of these things that you're worshiping other than Allah and worship the one who created you. That's why Allah all the time He uses the argument of the fact that He created. In order to establish the fact that he is the one who deserves to be worshipped alone. He uses the argument that he is the one who created alone. And they, they accept that, they agree with that. To show that we should worship him alone as well. Allah says, Ya ayyuhal nas, O mankind, U'abudu rabbakum, worship your Lord. Why? Al-Ladhi khalaqakum, wal-Ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqul. The one who created you, and the one who created those before you. So that you may have taqwa. So look, notice how Allah commanded us to worship him alone. Why? Because he's the one who created. And this is not something that they deny. But their problem was what? We want to worship other than Allah so we can get closer to Allah. Allah says about that in the Quran, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ يَبْتَغُونَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمُ الْوَسِيلَةِ أَيُّهُمْ أَقْرَبُ وَيَرُجُونَ رَحْمَتَهُ وَيَخَافُونَ عَذَابَهُ Those people who you worship other than Allah, they are the same people who themselves are trying to get closer to Allah. So how are you going to use them to get closer to Allah? أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ they're hoping for the mercy of Allah. And they themselves fear the punishment of Allah. Does the Prophet does he not fear the punishment of Allah? Of course he does. And he says the Prophet sallallahu he says, I'm the one who's the most miserable of Allah and I'm the one who fears him the most. Did he not fear Allah? He had the most taqwa, right? But the point is that these people that they worship other than Allah, this is a common mistake uh, amongst Muslims today. That they thought that these people they used to worship them because they believed that they are the creator. No, they didn't believe that. They didn't believe that the stone created heaven and earth. Even the Hindus today don't believe that. If you ask the Hindu, why do you worship this? What was he going to say? He didn't say because the stone created it. He knows that he made the stone yesterday. He knows when he made it. Right? 
But what? He says, this person went either, they say one or two. They say either, I'm worshipping him because it gets me, it makes me focus on him. Because the person is a righteous person, so it reminds me of Allah, and so I can worship Allah better. Or they say, when I worship this stone, Allah sends the soul of that person that I'm worshipping to the stone, and he talks to me. And who is that thing that's talking to them? Shaytan, jinn. On the day when they resurrect all of them And Allah is going to say to the angels Did they used to worship you? The people they used to claim were worshiping the angels They have a picture of an angel They worship the angels And they the angels to teach them What's the angel going to say? قال قالوا سبحانك ما the jinn themselves, the, the angels themselves are going to say, Anta waliyuna min dunihim. You're the one who are, you're, you're our, our helper besides them. And we worship you alone, the angels are going to say that. Rather they used to worship the jinn. Why? Because the jinn, the shaitan would come into that, into that statue and talk to them. And they used to worship the jinn and they used to think of the angels. The point is, they never thought that this stone created other than Allah. So, therefore, they used to say, they were, they were shocked when the Prophet ﷺ came and he says, Did they make all of these gods that we worship, they make them one god? Something that's strange. We worship all of these gods, and they one worship one. How are we going to get closer to Allah then? They never believed, so guys, point is here. They never believed in these things created other than Allah. What they believed in is what? That these things are going to get them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the shirk that the Prophet came to. Right? So number two has it. أَنَّ الْعِبَادَةَ هِيَ التَّوْحِيدِ وَاشِقِ التَّوْحِيدِ لِأَنَّ الْخُصُونَةَ فِيهِ Because the dispute is here. This is where the dispute between us and other Muslims is. Is worshipping other than Allah. Worship Allah alone. Okay? As for the Mubuya, then generally, even the Mushri Kool, even today, they believe only Allah is one who created. But today it's got worse. Allah understand. Some people they actually believe that. The, some people they worship, they, they have the ability to help themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means like that. Al-Thalitha. Number three is, أَنَّ مَنْ لَمْ يَأْسِبِهِ لَمْ يَعْبُدِ اللَّهِ Whoever does not come with Tawheed, then he hasn't worshipped Allah. What point is he trying to make here? So I'm going to talk about it. I have to make instructive points so it's... You have to understand these points of Moses to understand the answer of the book. <coughs> and the man who doesn't believe in Tawheed to worship is like wudu to salah. Tawheed to worship is like wudu to salah. Rather than Tawheed to worship is like wudu to salah. What does that if a person, he gets up and he does four rak'ah without wudu, and he knew he didn't have wudu. Is that called salah? It's not called salah, right? It's just movement. It's not called, it's not called salah. It's just movement and words. Because he knew he didn't have to read, uh, wudu and he didn't do wudu. Right? It's just movement. Tayyip. If a person worships other than Allah, he does shit, he doesn't have to read. But he gives charity. And he does the charity for the sake of God. For Allah. But he's doing shit on the side. Is that charity considered to be a charity for the sake of Allah? No, it's not. Because there is no wudu, there is no wudu. You understand? 
it's a condition for your act to be worshipped, your act of worship to be worshipped, and your act of worship to be accepted, that you have tawheed in it. Look at this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What's the reason why Surah Al-Kafirun was revealed? Surah Al-Kafirun was revealed when a group of mushrikun, they came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they said, Oh, oh Muhammad, let's have a deal here. One year, we're going to worship Allah alone, and we worship Allah alone with you. And the next year, we're going to worship our idols, and you can worship our idols alone. Look, if that happened, they worshipped Allah alone in one year. Would that be considered to worship Allah? No, it wouldn't. Because they're still mushrikeen, right? That's what Allah says. You're not going to worship why I worship. Even if you do that deal, one year, one year, you're worshiping Allah alone that year. It's not considered to be a bad wife because you're still mushrikeen. You still do shit for Allah. You understand? Is that clear, guys? Is that clear? Is it not clear to anyone? Wow. Alhamdulillah. So that is the first point. The fourth benefit is the wisdom behind sending the messengers. Number five is and the salat amat kulla ummah. This messengers, this message of tawheed was sent to all of the nations. As sadisa and the din the anbiya'i wahid. That the religion of the prophets are is one, as opposed to those who say that the religion of Ibrahim, Abrahamic faith, faith. They're all three faiths. They're all allowed. Uh, that the religion of the prophets are all Islam. In the Deen, in the Allah, Islam. In the Makan Ibrahim, Yahudiya, Wala Nasraniya, Wala Kinkan Hanifan, Muslima. Ibrahim was not Yahudi. Was not. He was not a Christian, but he was a Muslim. Now. Why? They haven't the, they haven't heard Tawheed. That was the whole point I was trying to make. These people, they're not considered, even that one year, they're not considered to be Muhammad, people of Tawheed. Because they still have that shit in them. They believe that they're going to be shit next year. They still have that shit. So they haven't, it's like I'm not having wudu. You see, I'm going to, I'm going to pray Salah every five times a day, but I'm not going to do wudu. I'm going to do wudu next year. Or you can go, go down and do it. No, I'm never going to be there. The Salah is going to be there. Did you get it? Jasmine? Like, if you pay with wudu one year. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I made a wrong um, example. Yeah, I mean, it's like praying, but wudu. Say someone says, I'm going to pray one year, and one year I'm not going to pray. But he never does wudu. That doesn't make it clear, huh? Yeah, I mean, someone says, I'm going to pray one year, I'm not going to pray the other year. But I'm never going to do wudu. He doesn't have wudu in You have to come to Eid. You have to come to Eid for it to be accepted. Exactly. The third is that the Lord is one. The third is the question of Seven one is a huge masala, which is that worship of Allah is never actualized except by disbelieving in ta'awut, anything that is worshipped other than Allah. So whoever believes in ta'awut, whoever disbelieves in ta'awut and believes in Allah, then he has hold, held on to the firm rope. الثامنة أن الطاغوت عام في كل ما عبد من دون الله. The next benefit is the طاغوت is anything that is worshipped other than Allah. التاسعة عظم شأن ثلاث الآيات المحكمات في سورة الأنعام عند السلف. How great these ayat that the salaf how how they took these ayat. Which ayat am I talking about in Surah Al-An'am? قل تعالوا أتسمى حرم ربكم عليكم. The one that Ibn Mas'ud referred to in the evidence. So go back to that. So right, the one that Ibn Mas'ud mentioned basically. 
تاسع العشرة الآيات المحكمات في سورة الإسراء الآيات سورة الإسراء they start with التوحيد الحادية عشر 11 الآيات سورة النساء again they start with التوحيد الثانية عشرة التنبيه على وصية رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من موته the وصية the will of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was to worship Allah alone ثالث عشرة ثلاثين معرفة حق الله علينا we know the rights of Allah upon us الرابعة عشرة فوتين is معرفة الحق العباد عليه إذا أدوا حقه what are the rights of Allah if we give his rights what are the rights of us our rights if we give Allah his rights he doesn't punish us we worship him alone الخامس عشرة أن هذه المسألة لا يعرفها أكثر الصحابة this مسألة لا يعرفها أكثر الصحابة لا يعرفها the permissibility of uh, holding back knowledge and not giving someone knowledge, it is a benefit. Right? There's a benefit, then you don't give someone, someone a certain type of knowledge. There's a benefit behind it. 17 is You should give good news to the Muslim uh, with something that pleases him. And it's good to do that. That you should be scared to rely on the mercy of Allah. If you, if you only rely on the mercy of Allah and you don't fear Allah at all, that's, in, that's a scary position that you're in. التاسعة عشرة قول المسؤول عما لا يعلم الله ورسوله أعلم الله ورسوله أعلم Can you say الله ورسوله أعلم today? Can, uh, you are not allowed to say الله ورسوله أعلم when it comes to things in the unseen of the world يعني You say only الله أعلم For example, is it going to rain tomorrow? Can you say الله ورسوله أعلم الله المسجد المزبس? No الله أولي الله نوم طيب if, if someone asks what's the rule of praying Five daily prayers. You say Allah wa Rasulu Alam, can you? Yes, you can. The Prophet Allah can use that. So in the Ahkam al Sharia, you can say Allah wa Rasulu Alam. In the Ahkam al Kawniya, in the worldly things, future and things like that, only Allah. Only Allah knows. Al Tasi'at Ashrah, Qawlu Masuli Amma Lakna. Al Ishroon, Jawaz, Tafsiti, Ba'adi Nasi, Bil Ilmi, Duna Ba'adi, you are allowed to give some people certain knowledge and not give other people. Al Hadiyat Ashrah, Al Hadiyat Wal Ishroon, 21 is Tawadu'u, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The humbleness of the Prophet, humility of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that he would ride upon a donkey with someone behind him, and he was the leader of the Muslims at the time. Thaniyat wal Ishroon, twenty-two jawaz wal Ibdafi ala Dabba. They allowed to have two people on one, one donkey, and something might say might be harming the donkey. No, Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Therefore, you're allowed to do that. Thaniyat wal Ishroon, ayah wa shani hadi al-masala. How big this masala is? Arabiyat wal Ishroon, fadilat Mu'adh al-Jabal, the virtue of Mu'adh ibn Jabal. Naam. That is the first chapter. So that's how that chapter is very long. Most chapters are not like that. And most chapters are new, are new concepts. Most of that wasn't new concepts. Most chapters are going to be new concepts, inshallah ta'ala, after that. So let's carry on this chapter. Naam. The point that he's trying to make here, write down. <coughs> the virtue of tawheed. The virtue of tawheed. The benefit of a person having tawheed. وَمَا يُكَفِّرُ مِنَ الْذُنُوبِ And This can have one of two meanings وَمَا يُكَفِّرُ مِنَ الْذُنُوبِ The virtue of Tawheed And what sins it expiates What sins of Tawheed expiates Take away 
or it can mean the virtue of Tawheed and the fact that he experiences Those who believe in Allah and they do not coat their iman with zulm, with oppression. Those people are the ones who have safety and they are the ones who will be guided. What does it mean here? Allah says in the Quran, those people who have tawheed, they worship Allah alone. Amir, amir, they have iman. And they do not coat this iman with zulm. What's zulm here? It is shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is shirk. The Sahaba, Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhuma, radiallahu anhu, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, وَأَيُّنَا لَا يَظْلِمُ نَفْسَهُ Who from amongst us doesn't oppress himself? Because the word zulm here, it means oppressing. And it can mean sin. So the companions, when they heard this ayah, they said, only those people who don't oppress themselves, and do not sin, that's what they understood from it. Right? And so he said, أَيُّنَا لَا يَظْلِمُ نَفْسَهُ Who from amongst us doesn't oppress himself? So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, that's not the zulm that he's talking about in this ayah. Alam tasma' qawl al-abd al-salih Have you not heard the speech of the righteous slave, Luqman, when he said, inna shirka la zulmun azim Shirk is a huge zulm, huge oppression. Yani, the, the, the thing that's been talking about, the zulm here, the oppression that's being spoken about in this ayah is, al-shirku billah. So those people who have iman in Allah, they have tawheed. And they do not quote their tawheed in, in, or in shirk, and they don't do shirk with Allah. What's their reward? The virtue of Tawheed, huh? See the point of the chapter. What's their reward? أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ They have الْأَمْنُ They have safety. وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ They'll be guided. Ibn Jarir in Al-Tabari, رحمه الله تعالى, he mentions in his tafsir, أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ They are guided. يعني they'll be safe on the day of judgment, and they'll be guided in this dunya to the good deeds. يعني they'll be, good, they'll be guided in this dunya to good deeds. They have safety on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of judgment, and they will be rightly guided on in this dunya. And that is according to the power and the, how strong Tawheed is in the person's heart. The more, the stronger the Tawheed is in that person's heart, the more they will be given the guidance to be doing good deeds and saying wicked sins. And the more they will be given safety on the day of judgment. And that's from the biggest يعني, benefits of Tawheed. وعن عبادة ابن الصامت رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من شهد أن لا إله إلا الله The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said من شهد أن لا إله إلا الله Whoever bear witnesses bears witness sorry Whoever bears witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except for Allah وحده لا شريك له him alone and there is nothing worthy of worship other than him. وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger. وَأَنَّ عِيسَى عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ And Isa, Jesus, is the slave of Allah and his messenger. وَكَلِمَتُهُ أَلْقَاهَا إِلَى مَرْيَمُ And he is the speech of Allah that was thrown into Maryam. يعني, what does it mean the speech of Allah? Meaning he was created by the speech of Allah. Meaning he was created by the speech of Allah. يعني, what was the speech of Allah that he created him with? Kun, right? 
فيكون كل وكلمته القاها الى مريم وروح منه ان يزف الصول فما الله سبحانه وتعالى يعني الصول is blown into مريم from الله والجنة حق and Jannah is the truth والنار حق and the hellfire is the truth what's the reward for this person أدخله الله الجنة على ما كان من العمل الله أنتهم into Jannah despite any, any deeds that he does no matter what sin that person does he will enter into Jannah if he worships Allah alone right and that is for the one there's two types of people who enter into Jannah one who enters into Jannah straight away without any account, without any punishment he won't enter the hellfire that's the one whose good deeds are more than his bad deeds as for the one that his, that his bad deeds are more than his good deeds then if Allah does enter him into Jannah then he will enter into the hellfire and then he will be taken out and then he will enter into Jannah either way anyone of Tawheed any person of Tawheed who worships Allah alone he will enter into Jannah eventually narrated by Al-Bukhari Muslim وَلَهُمَا فِي حَدِيثِ عِتْبَانِ In the hadith of Itban فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمَ عَلَى النَّارِ مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهِ لَلَّهِ Allah has made haram the hellfire on anyone who says لا إله إلا الله يَبْتَغِي بِذَلِكَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ Whilst he seeks the face of Allah with that He says لا إله إلا الله seeking the pleasure of Allah Allah has made the hellfire haram upon that person وَعَنْ أَبِي سَعِيدٍ الْخُدْرِي رضي الله عنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم نريد فهم أبو سعيد الخضري رضي الله عنه the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said قال موسى موسى سد عليه السلام the Prophet موسى he said يا رب أو ما لون علمني شيئا أذكرك أذكرك وأدعوك به teach me something that I can remember you with and I can call you with قال قل يا موسى الله سد موسى أو موسى سيد لا إله إلا الله he said, O oh Musa, say there is nothing, La ilaha illallah. There is nothing worthy of worship except Allah. Qala Musa, Musa said, Kullu ibadika yaquluun hadha. All of your slaves are saying this. Everyone says, La ilaha illallah. Musa wants something specific for himself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches the Prophet Musa alayhi salatu wassalam about the great weight of this word, La ilaha illallah. Qala ya Musa, O oh Musa, Law anna al-samawat al-sab'i if the seven heavens غيري, and everyone, all of those who look after the seven heavens, angels, other than me, غيري, السبع, and the seven earths, كفة, they were on one side of the scale. So imagine the seven heavens, the universe, everything above it, and the sun and the moon and the earth, and all of that was on one scale. All of that with that. And لا الله is in another side of the scale. He said, مَالَتْ بِهِنَّ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ will outweigh the heavens and the earth. And that shows that how, how, how powerful this word is. رَوَاهُ بْنِ حِبَانِ وَالْحَاكِمُ وَصَحَّحَهُ It's written by Ibn Hibban al-Hakim and he said it's from the hadith. وَلِلْتِلْمِذِي وَحَسَنَةِ التِلْمِذِي narrated and he said the hadith Hassan عن أنس from Anas ibn Malik قال he said سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول I heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم say قال الله تعالى الله said يعني حديث إلهي من حديث from the speech of Allah يا ابن آدم إنك لو أتيتني بقراب الأرض خطايا ثم لقيتني لا تشرك بي شيئا if you come to me with the earth full of sins يعني come to Allah سبحانه وتعالى with the earth full of sins then you meet Allah لا تشرك به شيئا you're not worshiping anything other than Allah لأتيتك بقرابها مغفرة I will come to you with the earth full of forgiveness and again, that's from the, from the virtues of At-Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
سيس فيه المسائل الأولى ساعة فضل الله and how wide the mercy of Allah the bounty of Allah is ثانية كثرة ثواب التوحيد عند الله how much Allah سبحانه وتعالى how big the reward of توحيد is with Allah that's a big reward الثالثة the third thing is تكفيره مع ذلك للذنوب not only is it a big huge good deed because we saw how heavy it is on the scale of the day of judgment but not only that but it's also something that forgives the sins as well it takes away your sins Muhammad is the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Isa is the speech of Allah. And Jannah is true. And the hellfire is, is true. Think about those the, the, these things. The sad is that if you put between it and between it, and between it, it will show you the meaning of Allah and the meaning of Allah. And it will show you the meaning of Allah. If you think about this now, if you think about what he mentioned there, and he's mentioned the next hadith, the hadith of Ujban. So he mentioned those five things. You worship Allah alone. You say, La ilaha illallah. And the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. And the Isa is the messenger and the slave of Allah. And the Jannah and the Hellfire is the truth. And what was the addition in the hadith of Ujban? What's the, what's the addition? No, what's the addition of hadith of Ujban? He seeks the help of Allah. He seeks the face of Allah. And you do this seeking the face of Allah. You see, when you understand these things, you understand the mistake of those people who are deluded. People are deluded about La ilaha illallah. Why? Because they believe that just because you say La ilaha illallah and you don't act by it, you enter into Jannah. And the Prophet said, Hey, he said, What? Are these five things, you believe in it. The, Prophet, the Jannah is the truth and the Hellfire is the truth. And you seek the space of Allah. Yani it entails actions. It entails your actions. You see the mistake of those people who are deluded about Tawheed, they think it's just a word. Okay? And they all Muslims because they all say La ilaha illallah, even if they worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Sabi'ah, at Tambihu li sharp in the Hadith Ibn, look at the condition in the Hadith Ibn, which is what? What is it? Yabi Tawheed bi dhalika wajha Allah. They're only seeking the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That even the prophets, they were given a reminder of the virtue of La ilaha illallah. You see that the La ilaha illallah, it is stronger and it's heavier than all of the creations. But many of those people who say it, their weight on the, their judgment is still going to be light. Why? Because they didn't actualize Tawheed properly. Al-Ashira al-Nasu ala anna al-Aradina sabka samawat. The seven earths just like seven heavens. Al-Hadiyat al-Ashira anna lahunna umara. That they are angels who look after it. Al-Thaniyat al-Ashira ithbatu al-Sifat khilafan lil-Ash'ariya. That we affirm the Sifat, the attributes of Allah. As opposed to the Ash'ariya. We don't affirm the Sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثالثة عشرة أنك إذا عرفت حديث أنس وعرفت أن قوله في حديث عتبان فإن الله حرم على النار من قال لا إله إلا الله يبتغي بذلك وجه الله أن ترك الشرك ليس قولها باللسان Leaving of shirk doesn't mean that just, just by saying 
يعني ليبنا في الشرك زوج سينا طلبي الشرك الرابعة عشرة تأمل جميع الجمع بين كون عيسى ومحمد عبدي الله ورسوله so you have to think about the fact that Muhammad and Isa, they both believe that they're slaves of Allah and the Messenger. And don't worship Isa other than Allah. The speech of Allah. The virtue of having Iman in Jannah that you understand that what it means by Despite whatever you do, يعني, as long as you don't do shirk. يعني, you enter into Jannah, as long as you don't do shirk. That the mizan has two, two sides, two, two, the scale has two sides, the scale on the day of judgment, as opposed to the, some groups, alleviated groups who don't believe in it, there is no scale on the day of judgment. And say, so why does Allah need a scale? The next chapter is um, If you guys want to take a break And we'll carry on until After Maghrib uh, During Maghrib Sorry yeah, 15 minute break Stand up There's no internet here Maybe some of your parents are calling I don't know um, We'll take a break until, And we'll carry on until Maghrib Or you just carry on for another 20 minutes You should take a break Hmm? Carry on. Huh? Some people can't sit down for that long, that's fine. Carry on and take a break for 10 to 15 minutes, or do you want to carry on for 10 to 25 minutes? Carry on, huh? No one take a break? Alhamdulillah. Only one person, sorry. And some people are shy. You can take a break, break is good. I don't mind. Alhamdulillah. باب من دخل من حقق التوحيد دخل الجنة بغير حساب ولا عذاب. The one who actualizes tawheed, he enters into jannah without any accountability. What is the chapter? What is the point of this chapter? The point of this chapter is to is to show that the one who actualizes tawheed, he will enter into jannah without any accountability, nor any punishment. يعني if a person actualizes Tawheed, we're going to explain what actualizes Tawheed means, inshallah. Then that person, he will enter into Jannah on the Day of Judgment, and he will come on the Day of Judgment, and Allah is not going to ask him any questions. Yeah, no hisab, no accountability for your actions. Straight into Jannah. Wala adab, and he will not be punished. What do you mean by actualizing Tawheed? Actualizing Tawheed is three things. That person, he leaves off. That's it. Worshiping Allah. Worshiping Allah. So he leaves the shirk. Number two is, he leaves the bid'ah, innovation. And number three is, he leaves the sins. Doesn't do sins. And if he doesn't do the sins, he repents. Because everyone does sins. But if he repents, he does sins, he repents. And that shows that anyone who actualizes Tawheed will enter into Jannah without any accountability, nor any punishment, and we have the evidence for that here, inshaAllah. Allah says in the Quran, وَقَوْلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ كَانَ أُمَّةً قَانِتًا لِلَّهِ حَنِيفًا وَلَمْ يَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ That Ibrahim, he was a, and he was an ummah. 
قانسا لله obedient to Allah what does it mean by ummah يعني هو زنا إمام the word ummah in the Quran has many different meanings when it's talking about Ibrahim here it means he was an imam ummah ummah has another meaning for example ummah as a nation right كنتم خير أمّة أخرجت للناس also it means religion إن وجدنا آباءنا على أمّة وإن على آثارهم مقتدون we found our, our fathers on an ummah, on a religion. It has different meanings in the Quran. Right? And here it means imam. Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan ya'ni imaman. Ibrahim was an imam. Qanitan lillahi. He was obedient to Allah. Hanifan. He was upon al-Hanifiyya. What is al-Hanifiyya? Al-Hanifiyya is the religion of al-Tawheed. What it means is, is for a person, yamilu amma, Siwa, or sorry, it means to face towards the Tawheed, Al-Iqbal. Al-Hanifiyya means Al-Iqbal, to face towards something. Ma'ilun and shirk, and you're staying away from shirk. That's what it means. It's to face towards something and to face away from something else. Yani, you're facing towards the Tawheed alone and you're facing away from shirk. Yani, he was a person of Tawheed. Walam yaku min al-mushrikeen, and he was not from the mushrikeen. Ibrahim was not from the Mushrikeen. طيب, where, where does it say, where's the point of the, of the, of the chapter here? In this, in this ayah. He's gonna, he went into the general without any accountability or any, any punishment. Where is that? In this ayah. Hmm? Where? Okay, let me come to Okay, he wasn't in the ship, but where does it say that he went into the general without any accountability? He was that's true, but I don't know if anything in general. Let me tell you. The author the author he sometimes or he does out of good thoughts of the of the one who's reading the book, he assumes that you've already memorized the Quran. Okay? So as a student of knowledge, you should have memorized the Quran, the whole Quran. Because the author, that's what he assumes. Because the point of this ayah, or the, the point of evidence that he's trying to bring, is not in this ayah, it's in the next ayah. إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ كَانَ أُمَّةً قَانِتًا لِلَّهِ حَنِيفًا وَلَمْ يَكُمْ لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ شَاكِرًا لِأَنْعُمِهِ اجْتَبَاهُ وَهَدَاهُ إِلَىٰ صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ In the next ayah, وَآتِيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ In the akhirah is going to be from the salihin, يعني those who will not be held is that we should all memorize it. Obviously, most people, even if you memorize the Qur'an, you still probably would have got that, because you think, well, you're looking at this ayah, you're supposed to look at the next two ayahs. But, la The point is that he, you know, as soon as knowledge, it is one of the most important things for a person to memorize the Qur'an. Memorizing the Qur'an is the difference between, in many a times, is the difference between a person who actually, seriously, is going to study the religion of Allah, and, and be successful in it, and the one who's not going to be doing that. So, memorizing the Qur'an is very important. وقال لك أبدس إز والذين هم بربهم لا يشركون. those who do not do shirk with Allah. this ayah again he hasn't mentioned it here. mentioned it before and after. the surah al-mu'minun in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa taala he says إن الذين هم من خشية ربهم مشفقون. والذين he describes some believers. إن الذين هم من خشية ربهم مشفقون. والذين هم بآيات ربهم يؤمنون. والذين هم بربهم لا يشركون. والذين يتون ما أتوا وقلوبهم وجلة 
وقلوبهم وجلت أنهم إلى ربهم راجعون أولئك يسارعون في الخيرات وهم لها سابقون Those uh, who they only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They describe some of the characteristics of these believers Right? And he says أولئك يسارعون في الخيرات Those are the ones who are going to be doing good in this dunya وهم لها سابقون After describing them So they don't do shit and in the act, and they're going to be sabiqun. They're going to be the up, the first, the first, yani the, the first group of people. What does it mean by being the first group of people? Meaning they're going to be the first group of people to do good in this dunya. Therefore, they are going to be the first group of people to enter into Jannah in the Akhirah. And they are the ones who will enter into Jannah without any accountability or any, any punishment. Is that clear? And they do, they rush towards good in this dunya. Therefore, they will be rushed towards the good in the Akhirah. They rush towards good in the dunya, therefore they will be rushed towards the good in the akhirah, yani jannah, hisabin, Then he says, This is a long story. Husayn ibn Abdul Rahman, one of the Atba'at Tabi'in, all the Tabi'in, he says, He was with Sa'id ibn Jubayr. Sa'id ibn Jubayr was from the companions of Ibn Abbas. One of the great Mufassirun of the Qur'an We do Tafsir of the Qur'an فَقَالَ سَعِيدُ بْنِ جُبَيْرِ He said أَيُّكُمْ رَأَ الْكَوْكَبَ الْكَوْكَبَ الَّذِينْ قَبَّ الْبَارِحَةِ Which one of you saw the star, the shooting star yesterday? Shooting star yesterday فَقُلْتُ أَنَا I saw it and I done it I saw the shooting star ثُمَّ قُلْتُ بَعْسَلْ أَمَا وَإِنِّي لَمْ أَكُمْ فِي صَلَاةِ But I wasn't praying at night Last night, you saw the star at night the reason why I saw it, the reason I was awake at that time is because I was stung by a scorpion. He said, what did you do about getting stung? You got stung, what did you, what did you do about that? He said, I on myself. Why did you do that? Why did you do ruqya on yourself when you got stung? He said, that I was told about by Shabi. Shabi is Amr ibn Sharahil. Shabi, one of the great tabi'in in hadith. One of the scholars of hadith and some of the students of the companions. What did Shabi tell you? He said, 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 You've done good because you got a hadith for what you've done. But he said, Ibn Abbas, عنهما, he told me a hadith. وسلم, from the Prophet, وسلم, he said, The Prophet وسلم, he said, All of the nations they were presented to me. يعني the nation of Musa, of Isa, children of Israel, they were all presented to me. فرأيت النبي ومعه الرهب. So I saw a prophet, and with him was a group of people. يعني he had a small group of followers. والنبي ومعه الرجل والرجلان. And I saw another prophet, and with him is only a man or two men. One man or two men. يعني he only had two followers. All of his da'wah, he only gained two followers. One of these prophets. وَالنَّبِيَّ وَلَيْسَ مَعَهُ أَحَدٍ And I saw a prophet and there was no one with him. He was alone. No one responded to his call. 
What benefit does it give us? A person who gives da'wah to the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't matter how many people are following him. It's just about what he's calling to. If he's calling to the truth, then it's not going to harm him if he's not following. Because some of the prophets, they were not even following, as we see here. إِذْ رُفِعَ سَوَادٌ عَظِيمٌ The Prophet said, And so a huge nation, a huge group of people that were presented in front of me. فَظَنَنْتُ أَنَّهُمْ أُمَّتِي And I thought that was my ummah. فَقِيلَ لِي وَسَدْ تُمِي هَذَا مُوسَى وَقَوْمُهُ This is Musa and his people. This is Musa's ummah. The ummah of Musa. فَنَظَرْتُ فَإِذَا سَوَادٌ عَظِيمٌ And so I looked again in another place. And I saw even bigger group. فقيل لي أني وسدت مي هذه أمتك this is your أمة ومعهم سبعون ألفا يدخلون الجنة بغير حساب ولا عذاب and with them are seventy thousand people seventy thousand people among this أمة they will enter into Jannah بغير حساب ولا عذاب they will enter into Jannah without any accountability and no punishment seventy thousand no accountability no punishment straight to Jannah on day of judgment straight to Jannah جعلنا الله منهم ثم نهض فدخل منزله صلى الله عليه وسلم he went and he entered into his house فخاض الناس في أولئك so the people they started speaking about who are those people 70,000 people entered the Jannah without any accountability فقال بعضهم some of the companions they said فلعلهم الذين صحبوا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم maybe they're going to be the companions 70,000 are only going to be the companions وَقَالَ بَعْضُهُمْ And some of them they said فَلَعَلَّهُمُ الَّذِينَ وُلِدُوا فِي الْإِسْلَامُ وَلَمْ يُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ شَيْئًا Maybe they're going to be the people who were born in Islam and they never done shirk with Allah And that shows how big Tawheed The companions how much they understood what Tawheed is Because they understand how that maybe Jesus They have such a virtue Then he said وَذَكَرُوا أَشْيَاءَ And so they mentioned many people Start guessing فَخَرَجَ عَلِيهِمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And so the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he came out amongst them. فَأَخْبَرُوهُ And so they told him that the people were talking. They're saying who are these people? 70,000 people are going to enter the Jannah without any accountability. Funny, حساب or عذاب or punishment. فَقَالَ He said هُمُ الَّذِينَ لَا يَسْتَرْقُونَ وَلَا يَكْتَوُونَ وَلَا يَتَطَيَّرُونَ وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمَ yeah, and they don't go to other people and say, do ruqya, ruqya on me. It's not haram, it's allowed. But they don't, they don't seek that. وَلَا يَكْتَوُونَ And they do not do cauterization, which is uh, a type of medicine, which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, he said that it, uh, what they do is they stop the blood, they burn the, the vein to stop the blood in order to heal people. And this medicine till today is used. It's like, it's not hijama, it's like hijama, it's not hijama. It's used till today. And it is, according to some called Mubah, Allow, some say it's Makuh, dislikes. Naam. Wallahu a'ala. So this is another thing. And I'll tell you why. Why is it these reasons? And they do not have evil omens. They don't believe in superstition. For example, if you walk in a crack and stuff like that, walking on a crack is bad luck and stuff like that, the rape. If you see a black, black crow, bad luck. All these kind of charms and all these rubbish. Okay? وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوْكَلُونَ They only trust in Allah. They only trust in Allah. He is easy to identify any punishment. What do they have in common? These people. All of them. 
They all had tawakkul in Allah. How? They only relied on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the pinnacle of tawheed. They never relied on anything other than Allah. For example, look, ruqya. You're allowed to do ruqya on yourself. But don't you see that... And by the way, doing ruqya on yourself, it doesn't come under this hadith. And you still be, inshallah, 70,000 people. You can be for asking others for ruqya. Don't you see that when you ask others for ruqya, why did you ask someone else for ruqya? Because you saw that person had something that he could do for you. He could help you. In a way that you can't help yourself, for example. Right? You saw this person can help you in a way that you can't help yourself. Right? You're the person more righteous than me. So what happened there? Your heart was attached slightly to other than Allah. That's that person. It wasn't haram. It's allowed. But your heart, no, the part of completion, actualizing of Tawheed, which is our chapter heading, part of actualizing the Tawheed of Allah, is that you have nothing, your connection is nothing to other than Allah. Right? That's why some of the companions, they gave bay'ah to the Prophet wasallam, And from the conditions of the bay'ah, they said, We don't ask the people for anything. So one of the companions, when his, his whip would fall on the floor, his, on, his horse, on his horse, and his whip would fall on the floor, he wouldn't ask someone to get it from him. He'll get down and get it himself and get back up. So he doesn't want any connection with other than Allah. That's what we're going to come, we're going to see. The Prophet said, Man fakafi'uhu. If someone does good to you, then give it back to him. Someone gives you something, get something else. Someone gives you, uh, and he gives you a drink, go next day, give him a drink as well. فَإِلَّمْ If you can't, if you can't do that. And he gave you a big, he gave you a car, he gave you a house, you can't get it back, you can't give him something, same thing. Obviously, you don't want to give the gifts back, but you're not rich enough to get something, give something back. What do you do? فَدْعُوا لَهُ مِكْدُعَفْهَمْ until you think that you've done sinless. Why? So that your heart is not connected to him. And you don't, you don't feel indebted to that person. Only feel indebted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? That's the part of the completion of the tawheed of Allah. You get it? So, these people, these 70,000 people, يدخلون الجنة بغير حساب ولا عذاب. لا يسترخون, they don't seek ruqya from other people. ولا يكتبون, they don't do k. Why k? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he prohibited it, that's why. He prohibited it. He said, the, um, he said, the medicine, meaning the cure in my ummah, is in hijama, hijama, and also, this, al-k, causalization. Right? But he said, but I prohibit you from doing the causalization. I prohibit you from doing that. But it's allowed. It's a prohibition that is not for, it doesn't show it's haram. Some say it's, it's prohibition and then it became lifted, yani. or some say it's the karaha, it's makruh, it's dislike. It's better not to do it. But the point is the Prophet ﷺ prohibited it. Therefore, we stay away from it. And a person who thinks that there's a cure in it, and he's ill, and he thinks the only way that I'm going to be cured is by this thing, then know that he should have tawakkul in Allah. Maybe Allah will cure you through another means. Right? Or maybe Allah will cure you. And that shows that a person is only having trust in Allah. He's not believing in evil omens. Yani you think that this uh, rose that you have is going to give you, is going to bring you good luck. Or that blue, that blue charm that they have, the eye. That Turkish thing that they have, the brother from Turkey, they have it, the, the, the eye. That it protects you from the evil eye. You're believing in a protection. Well, I can't protect you from anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who protects. So the one who believes that these things, he believes in these evil omens, that if your shoe, among some people, some our culture, is that when the shoe is upside down, is this just, you're gonna have bad luck, and things like that. Amongst a lot, a lot of Muslim cultures, and obviously in the UK they have different, or the West, they have different things like charms and all that stuff. And Muslim cultures also have these kind of things like what? 
When your eye twitches, what is it? I know, I know, I forgot that one. What is that? I think you forgot something. Like when you're talking about someone and you enter into the room, it means you're gonna have good luck. That person's gonna have good luck. It's part of our culture, some of our cultures. Or if you're, you're. Huh? And when they walk with them two poles. And when they walk with two poles. Yeah, that, that's, that's UK culture. I'm talking about Muslim culture. Muslims. We have Muslim stuff. Huh? No, no, he didn't say it's only in hijab and that. He said these are two things that you want. No, medicine is allowed. Med- medicine. Medicine is allowed. Yeah, I'm taking a medicine is allowed. No, it doesn't. No, medicine doesn't. Medicine doesn't come under. Take a paradise and all that. doesn't come under. This is specifically to cauterization and uh, seeking rupia. As for medicine, paracetamol, all that stuff is allowed. Okay. Huh? Uh, that's something we're going to come to, inshallah, which is that um, to believe. In omens, it has two different it has stages, which means that if you believe that something bad is going to happen to you because you saw something, then, or you're going to, you're going to do something before, because that you saw something, that's what's not allowed. As what you're doing something, and you hear, for example, you go to a, bank, a transaction, you go into a business transaction, business deal, and you hear someone say, today I'm going to make a lot of profit. You know, I'm making a business deal, I'm going to make a lot. That is called a tafa'ul. In the, in, the, in the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu That's allowed to say Okay, Alhamdulillah It's going to encourage me to do this business still Maybe this is a good sign from Allah That's something that's allowed That's not bad omen But that's not omen Omen is Something that makes you do something yeah, And you come out of your house You see a, r- a black crow You say, ah, I'm going to bad that one Go back home Or you see a, a, a crap on the floor I'm not going to step in it Because something bad, something bad might happen to me As for this one Then you don't believe that person Who said, I'm going to have a prophet today He's the one who makes you have a prophet No You believe it's from Allah But it's a sign from Allah but these things, they're not signs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah says these are not signs. Okay? Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, because I said it, is that the Prophet sallallahu prohibited it. He prohibited it there, and he said it's a medicine, but he prohibited it. And the reason why, we know, because we submit to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa The one who submits to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa is going to submit to that and never do it. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa prohibited it, even though it's allowed. Even though it's allowed. You get it? You don't believe in these kind of charms. What's another one? There's so many. And what's another one among Muslim culture? Black cat. Man. But I'm trying to look for Muslim culture, no? If your hands age, what's that one? You're gonna make money, something like that. Huh? They have that kind of stuff. A lot of cultures, Somali culture, have it, Pakistani culture, I'm sure you guys have it. A lot of people have it. They have these kind of things. All of this is part of the tayyur, it's not allowed. وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And Allah, only upon Allah they have their trust. They only have their trust in Allah. Not in none of these omens. فَقَامَ عُكَّاشَةً A man called Ukasha ibn Muhsan, he was a man from the people, from the people of Badr. He, he, battled, he was in the part of the battle of Badr. فَقَالَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ He said, O Messenger of Allah, أُدْعُوا اللَّهَ أَنْ يَجْعَلَنِي مِنْهُمْ Call upon Allah, make dua to Allah to make me from amongst those people. فَقَالَ أَنْتَ مِنْهُمْ He said, you are from amongst them. يعني عُكَاشَة is from amongst that's 6,699 left. Huh? Then another man stood up. And he said, 
يعني he doesn't want everyone to come and keep asking. طيب. In another authentic narration from the same hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, and with every one, with every person from amongst these seventy thousand, there will be another seventy thousand. And with every seventy thousand, there will be another seventy thousand. Another hadith, there will be pushes. Allah and Allah will push people amongst these seventy thousand extra people with Allah's hands. He'll push and he'll push and he'll push. Yeah, there will be extra and extra and extra. Yeah, meaning it's not only the companions. It's only those people from the early generations. Rather, it can be one of us because there's millions and millions of people, inshallah, who's going to be from amongst them. But originally, it's seventy thousand, and added to that in the Muslim, the other hadith which came, which saw another extra uh, group of people who also be from amongst those people who be seventy thousand who enter into Jannah um, without any accountability or any punishment. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make us all from amongst them. Amen. Question. Uh, the 70,000 people need the aims of the 70,000 I heard that 70,000 is like, it's like an infinite number in Arabic language Did that 70,000 is specific as in that number 70,000 or is it? No You're right uh, gen- A lot of times, not all the time though A lot of times, that number 70,000 or 7 or 70 يعني استغفر لهم أو لا تستغفر لهم أنت, If you ask Allah to forgive them 70 مرة لن يغفر الله لهم 70 times Allah will never forgive them So it means يعني infinite صح لكن like in this case, it's specific and the Prophet, because why? The Prophet said with them, with each one of them is another 70,000. And he mentioned another Prophet said that with them there will be extra people. You understand? So this one is specific. And it's a, it's a, masala, a good masala. It's a good question. They have it in the soul of fiqh. They ask that question. Now. طيب let's go through the مسائل and then in the end الأولى معرفة مرات this is the last evidence معرفة مراتب الناس في التوحيد that people's, people's um, levels in tawheed are are different. Not everyone's the same in their tawheed. Some people have more tawakul in Allah, and some people have less. And the one who actualizes tawheed, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the one who enters into Jannah without any accountability or any punishment. Ma ma'ana tahqiqi? What's the meaning of tahqiq of tawheed? Actualizing tawheed? Say again? Naam, sah. You're right. MashaAllah. It's the oneness of Allah. What's the other meaning of actualizing tawheed? تقريبا ده عشان البيجنن، ما هو شرك، ستين ويف بدعة، ستين ويف سينس، the one who sins he repents from Allah. نعم. الثالثة ثناؤه سبحانه على إبراهيم بكونه لم يكن من المشركين. that Allah سبحانه وتعالى praised Ibrahim because he was not from the مشركين. الرابعة ثناؤه على سادات الأولياء بسلامته من الشرك that he praised the أولياء of Allah. Friends of Allah, because they're not, they weren't the people of shirk. Al-Khamisa number five is, كونوا ترك الرقية والكي من تحقيق التوحيد. Don't leave enough seeking رقية and leave enough الكي is part of actualizing tawheed. Al-Sadisa, كونوا الجامع لتلك الخصال هو التوكل. That the common factor between these all attributes is, توكل, you trust in Allah alone. Hatta the companions, they won't ask the people things as we mentioned, right? Naam. السابعة عمق علم الصحابة لمعرفتهم أنهم لم ينالوا ذلك إلا بعمل the, the deep understanding of the Sahaba that they would understand that they were, not, they were never going to get to that except by the actions and they didn't believe they said, oh, wait, wait, just because they say لا إله الله we're companions we're going to get to that no so there were people who never done shirk with Allah and they were asking who are they understand الثامنة حرصهم على الخير the الصحابة they were really eager to get to good يعني if there's anyone who is going to do something that's good, then the Sahaba definitely done it. So 
So if you find that the Sahaba never done something, then know that it wasn't good. Because you're not more, you're not more eager than the companion, than the Sahabi, the companion of the Prophet wasallam to do good. They were the most eager people to do good. Therefore, if they didn't do it, then it's not good. And Tasi'ah, number nine. The virtue of this Ummah, in terms of how many we are, we are the most, the largest Ummah, and also in how, how, يعني, um, quality as well, quantity and quality. يعني. العاشرة فضيلة أصحاب موسى the virtue of the companions of موسى الحادية عشرة عرض الأمم عليه السلام عليه عليه الصلاة والسلام the relations they were presented to the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم الثامنة عشرة أيتين أن كل أمة that every أمة تحشر وحدها مع نبيها there will be every أمة every nation they will be resurrected and they will be gathered together with their prophets الثالثة عشرة ثلاثين قلة من استجاب للأنبياء how little of the people they responded to the prophet so don't be scared and don't be sad that the fact that you're upon the path of the truth by yourself because know the companions or the the companions of good and the people who responded to the prophets they were very little as well so don't be sad Ibn Qayyim he said he said when you feel lonely upon the path of istiqamah of practicing the deen of Allah you feel lonely on that path then he said, then look at those people who took that path before you, from the prophets and the martyrs and the righteous people and the truthful. Look at those people who came before you on that path. You might feel lonely today. You've had no one in your area is practicing. Everyone's leaving and everyone's doing bad and evil. Then know that even if you're by yourself, know that remember, remember those people who came before you. You're on that path. You're on the path of the prophets. You're not on any other path. أن من لم من لم يجبه أحد يأتي وحدة أفضل question from sisters pass on please إن شاء الله الثالثة عشرة ثلاثين قلة من استجاب للأنبياء how little of the people they responded to the prophets الرابعة عشرة fourteen is أن من لم يجبه أحد يأتي وحدة whoever is not responded to alone whoever is not responded to meaning from the prophets he will be rejected alone no no one with him خامسة عشرة ثمرة ثمرة هذا العلم وهو عدم الاقترار بالكثرة وعدم الزهد في القلة. look at this now. he says the fruit of this of knowing this, which is don't don't be don't be deceived by a large amount of people. just because people they're large amount it doesn't mean that they're in the upon the truth. and do not be وعدم الزهد في القلة. do not يعني يعني lose lose care in those people who are little. even if you have one person with you, take care of that person, teach them. Because that one person, maybe he's going, going, going to go on and teach nations. Right? Al-Imam Nafi' Mawla ibn Umar. You guys know Nafi' is Nafi' Mawla ibn Umar? He was... Imam Malik's teacher. He used to sit. He was the freed slave of Ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab. He used to sit in the Masjid al-Nabawi. And he would sit after Fajr and teach. And no one would sit with him except for Imam Malik at that time, sometimes, many times. And so what happened? Did he leave? Did he say, no, forget this, only one person, what am I going to benefit? No, what happened? He taught Imam Malik. And what happened? If you go to the Muwatta Imam Malik, the book of Imam Malik, what do you see? قال Malik, قال حدثنا نافع عن ابن عمر عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. That chain of narration. And they say it's the strongest chain of narration, some of them they say. Right? Uh... So imagine my man, imagine he's left off that one person. And now look at the deeds that he's going to get. If you look at Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari, he has a chain of narration. He goes, Haddathan Abdullah ibn Maslama. Bukhari says, Haddathan Abdullah ibn Maslama. Qala Haddathan Malik, Al-Nafi' ibn Umar. He brings at least 50 times in his book. 
in Sahih Bukhari that we read until today. Now Malik, Nafi'ah, imagine he left. He didn't leave. So that shows that you're, 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 you don't know what good deed you're going you're to get even if you don't see it. Even if you don't see it until later on in your life. Even sometimes you won't even see it after you, until after you die. You see on the Day of Judgment. Look at Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala. At his time he was in prison. He had students, but his works were never, ever, ever looked after and taken care of for a long time properly, except by the Hanabila. Until he came, Shaykh Abdul Rahman al-Qasim and those scholars of Saudi, and they came and they gathered his works, and today you see Ibn Taymiyyah's works are everywhere. Today, in the past hundred years it came out like that. Before that it was just a Hanabila who had his works properly, they would look after his works. But today, everyone has his works. Why? Because... Something that he had between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wasn't, he didn't leave off because the people left him. Because he was in prison, because he was beaten, tortured. He didn't leave off. the Salaf, they had deep knowledge because he didn't say that's your hadith. No, he said good. You had a hadith, you acted by a hadith, that's a good thing. doesn't go against the second hadith that he mentioned. The Salaf, they would never praise someone with something that they never had. He said, I wasn't praying. In case you think you're awake at night, you saw the star, oh, you must have been praying. But no, I wasn't praying. I was honest with himself. طيب ثامن عشرة بعد نعم التاسعة عشرة نعتين قوله أنت منهم علم من علام النبوة. Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم told Urkasha that he's from the people of Jannah. That shows he's a prophet. العشرون فضيلة Urkasha the virtue of Urkasha. Twenty one is استعمال المعاريض يلاقي المعاريض يعني. Not saying no, you're not one of them. What the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said. Say. سبقك بها Urkasha Urkasha be it to be nice يلاقي المعاريض like that. Then Husnukul Isosda and the the twenty the twenty second one is the good manners of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the next bab is fourth minute shirk we'll take it inshaAllah ta'ala next lesson be idnilai ta'ala um we'll carry on. After this lesson these <coughs> this lesson especially next lesson as well, this this chapter, Al Khovman Shirk, it actually is again it's still just introduction to the book. When we're gonna get into the actual masail of what's haram and halal and things like that, it's coming uh, soon. So inshallah ta'ala we'll go slowly. Whenever I stop and I say write it down, that's when it's a point that you need. If I'm saying it fast, then don't worry, listen. If you get it, you get it, inshallah. If you don't, then listen to the recording. It's not something that is a is a point that you need to yani um a concept that you have to understand. Okay, so I have a way to do that. When I when I when I stop slowly, write it down and listen and focus on what I'm saying. If I don't if I don't say it slowly if I'm any what's it called? Going fast, then just understand that, and you can listen to it. And you don't have to write down if it misses you. You don't have to write everything down. A good student of knowledge doesn't write anything, everything down. He writes what he needs down. 